Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Since its inception, one of the highlights of Saturday Night Live has always been the music guest. From Ashford and Simpson to... Ashley Simpson, over the decades, many artists from various genres have played the stage at 30 Rockefeller Plaza. On this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, we take a look back at some of the absolute best, in fact, 25 of the best musical performances on Saturday Night Live. Stick around. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. everybody welcome back it is the ludini rock and roll circus and we are going to have a good fun show tonight live from cannonsburg pennsylvania and new orleans <laughs> it's tuesday night with your host that's right keith the hawk hoggins <laughs> damn right six and special musical guest ludini <laughs> i'm don pardo not uh yeah we're gonna have a good time tonight uh talking about saturday night live by the way, I have to just say at the very beginning, I'm not a Saturday Night Live fan. I think the show, for the most part, is absolutely, completely, totally unfunny. Um, other than the maybe, you know, for the 40 years I've been on, there's like 10 really great, hilarious things that happened with people like Eddie Murphy and a handful of people like that. But for the most part, of it, it's absolutely terrible. Even the guys from Monty Python, when they guessed it, were like, couldn't believe how weak uh, it was. They've, they've talked about it many times. But... It was like an iconic thing, right? And mm-hmm. you would tune in, and it was a chance to hear live bands because you couldn't really hear in the seventies, like what, no MTV right. or anything like that. You know what I mean? So, like, it was a chance for for and those of us that didn't have cable till like nineteen ninety six, it didn't get MTV. Um, it was a chance for us to hear music as well. So um, that was kind of like the highlight for it for me. I, I would just, I would, I would only watch just to hear the bands. I was not. I thought the comedy was absolutely terrible. But uh, we're going to be talking about the band. Tonight, we have uh, Keith the Hawk Hawkins, as I said, and Lily Von Six with us. I want to give a shout out, as always, to our uh, awesome folks out there at Wolf's Customs. You want to go to wolfscustoms.online, get a custom job on that guitar of yours or that bass or your drums or whatever man you're gonna get on you're gonna be doing these shows guys you know on the internet now and you gotta like catch people's eye one way to one of the ways to do that is to have a badass looking instrument that you're playing and chris thunderwolf dotson at wolfscustoms.online can make that happen for you go check him out tell him ludini sent you uh rock rage radio rockrageradio.com uh they've been carrying the show for a couple of years now we love you guys and we uh, hope to do more with you in the future Shout out to those guys as well. Um, and um, da, 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 Lily V6 is in the house. What's up, Lily? What's up? I just woke up. Lily just woke up. 
In true rock and roller fashion. Right. <laughs> in true rock and roller fashion. Lily just woke up. And uh, we have the Hawkman, Hockenheimer, the Hawkster, Keith the Hawk Hawkins, all the way uh, from New Orleans. What's uh, going on in New Orleans these days? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't leave the house, really. I haven't seen sunshine and since I don't know when. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's hot. It looks hot outside as hell. It looks hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my skin, my, my skin, as you can see, is the color of old newspapers. I mean, it's just the fact where I just, you know, I really just, this whole social distancing thing and like, you know, quarantining yourself is really taking a toll on me. I'm really into it now. I'm probably going to, I mean, in a couple more weeks, I'll probably turn into some kind of lizard man or something. I don't know. What's, <laughs> lizard man. My skin is getting, my skin is getting scaly. I'm getting weird. I mean, I talk to myself. I'm, you know, just, it's a bit bizarre. Losing, losing my hair now. Oh, dude! Don't lose your hair, man. Don't lose your hair. Talk. You better. You better talk to Hair Metal Hank and find out what he does to get that you know luxurious uh, mane that he has. He does have a lush. He does have a luscious mane. I don't know what's wrong with that guy. He's like genetically gifted or something. <laughs> Um, we are going to get into today's topic uh, very shortly here. I mean, in a minute. But first, we always do play start the show off with a band. And tonight is a oh well, okay. Calm down. They're getting they're getting ahead of me. This is uh, Dead Man's Whiskey Last Train. We're going to be right back to talk about the top twenty five performances on Saturday Night Live as we see it. It's not your opinion. It's our opinion, right, guys? Yeah, it's right. Duh. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home.
that is a great air guitar song, by the way. So if you like to play air guitar, we saw. <laughs> I was air guitaring all over the place on that bad boy. Last Train by Dead Man's Whis- Whiskey. Whiskey. With, like Cool Whip, Brian. Um, Dead Man's Whiskey, and the link will be in show notes. Check it out. Don't feel like saying it. Uh, so let's get into this. And who's starting, and what the hell's going on on my podcast? I don't know. Who wants to start? Who no. wants to start? <laughs> Keith, it's audio. You can't just point. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> All right, um, as you didn't like SNL, I only watched it in the 90s for musical acts as well. So uh, the couple that I did pick that are like in the 70s and 80s are just because I've seen them on like YouTube. And there are a couple of them. <clears throat> but uh, the first one I put on here is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in November of 94. Never heard of them. No, I know you didn't. <laughs> um, this was uh, actually the fifth time they were on the show. And... Um, they actually had to ask another drummer to fill in because Stan Lynch was fired. Uh, they asked Dave Grohl. Uh, Nirvana mm-hmm. had just tragically ended seven months earlier with the death of Kurt Cobain. Uh, Grohl kicked some butt as a replacement. Uh, performance was awesome. Uh, apparently, Tom Petty asked Dave to be a part of the band, but this is when the beginnings of Foo Fighters was happening. And, of course, you know, he wanted to do his project instead. They performed You Don't Know How It Feels and Honeybee. I'm telling you, man, that version of Honeybee right? <laughs> is insane. And Grohl is back there behind the drums. Dude, I mean, he's like John Bonhaming the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know what I'm talking about, Keith. Go ahead. You got to chime in on this, dude. It's Dave Grohl, man. I mean, when Dave Grohl plays the drums, the shit's going to fall off the fucking walls. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it is. I mean, hey, uh, that, that was one on my list. I think it's a, it's a timeless uh version of both those songs i think those songs were kicked in the ass and you know never played probably like that again uh and i know that tom petty loved it so much he did offer dave Grohl a gig which was probably at the time i don't know about that you know but he, he had his own thing we never might have had the food fighters i mean that that kind of thing was you know that was probably a hard decision for him to make but yeah i mean i remember seeing that and i was like dave Grohl's back here just slamming i mean <laughs> killing shit you know i mean he's like yeah, he's just he's a great great drummer, man. I mean, it's a great rock and roll drummer. I mean, Tom Petty never rocked that hard. No, like, no, I mean, no, no not at all. Like, we probably never will, never will again. Well, because no, he's no, dead, but I mean, he right. never did after that. It, you're absolutely right. Who's the who's the guy that was playing with him at, at the end there? The 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 black Steve dude. Steve Ferron. Yeah, amazing drummer. Really who's a great drummer. player? He played with average white band. He's a great player. He's more technically advanced than probably everybody else that uh you know he's had. Stan Lynch is you know. A guy that's been in, the, you know, was in the band in the early days and fired several times. So I mean, it's like uh, Stan Lynch is one of the pocket, you know, nice field drummers that you know don't probably don't get enough credit. But Stevie Ferone come in and just basically kicked ass. But I mean, Steve Ferone is more of a like, you know, he, as great as he is, he doesn't slam like Dave Grohl. And I'm not comparing yeah. the two; it's apples oranges. But I mean, yeah, Dave Grohl is he's hitting man. He's playing, you know, he's got the big cymbals, you got the big groove. I mean. That's just when he's one of the distinct players when he plays, you know who the hell what's going what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh I like it, it didn't even sound like the Heartbreakers. I hate to be I mean it was like so, they never rocked that hard ever. Uh so nah. uh w- go ahead, Keith, you're next. All right, so I think I got let me see here. Fear. Fear, the punk band Fear, uh, believe it or not. Now, which I've watched this video a couple times online. Fear had a mosh pit and stage 
divers during their performance. That's awesome. You don't see that on SNL very much. No. I don't care. You know, I'm not a big fan of punk music. I actually seen Fear one time in Nashville, and they were outside their own gig panhandling for change. But it's <laughs> like that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, they had that place. But John Belushi was a big fan of theirs, and I think turned them on and got that gig for him. And I guess, did they play two songs? Because the first one they played, it dead. I think they trashed the place. I don't even know what the hell happened after that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guy. Fear was uh, one of those you know, bands that just, you know, a, you know a, 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 one of them cult-following punk bands. I mean, punk fans love Fear, but it's like, yeah, that was, you never see people jump around on stage and getting all crazy and, and trashing the joint. You know, Lauren Michaels was probably pissed, man. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, was, speaking of... Uh... Uh, being banned and uh, getting thrown out, I want to talk about one of my one of my favorite bands, uh, Rage Against the Machine. They performed uh, Bulls on Parade, and their plan was to go on stage with two upside down American flags. <laughs> and the it was this is what's hilarious because they're insanely liberal. I mean, essentially they're communists. And um, the guy the guy who was hosting that night was Steve Forbes. The conservative presidential candidate, so it was, it was complete like you know, you know, left wing, right wing kind of thing happening, and um, they really wanted to make a statement as they always like to do. That's what the That's boys their do. Thing. That's their shtick. And uh, just before they the curtain went up for them to play, the stagehands went up and pulled down the um, um, the, the yeah, upside down that, American flag. Yeah. They didn't even play the second song. They were done. No, after they that, were man. thrown they, out. They were immediately. They were uh, security came and immediately escorted them out of the building because they thought Mike they were in trouble. <laughs> One tune and done, man. It's mic drop yeah. right there. And they did. Yeah. A, I mean, they they crushed. They sounded awesome. But that that you know, they just. I guess the, the producers just didn't were afraid that there was going to be right uh, <laughs> an ugly scene uh, there in uh, uh, you know at Thirty Rockefeller. Uh, Plaza, and they just were just not going to uh, put up with that. So, and there's uh, there's some great uh, stories about bannings we can get to a little bit later on. So, what do you got next, Lil? Next, I'm going to talk about Aerosmith, uh, 1990. Um, this is my favorite band ever. Everybody knows that uh, they were on SNL four times, but the time I'm going to talk about is the first time they were on the show, um, and it's my favorite because they were also guest on the sketch with Wayne and Garth on Wayne's World. Oh yeah, and that was their that was their one of their favorite bands, and they did the whole "We're Not Worthy" thing. Um, and actually, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers loved Aerosmith anyway, so it was super excited for them to uh, see them in person. Uh, they performed "Janie's Got a Gun" and "Monkey on My Back." That was actually the first time I heard "Monkey" because it wasn't really played a whole lot, and I never really listened to it before. But it for- sort of forced me to listen to more of their deeper cuts and appreciate them a lot more than I already did. So. And this is 90s era. 1990. And how old were you? About I 10? I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my favorite band even then. <laughs> but I was listening wow. to more mainstream songs by them. So Janie's Got a Gun was definitely, I already knew. But Monkey on My Back was one I was not familiar with at the time. <laughs> That's a very famous thing with them on Wayne, on the Wayne's World sketch. And um, yeah. Yeah, amazing. What, what do you got, Keith? What's next? We're rolling. We got a whole bunch we want to go through. Because like, what, how, how long has Saturday Night Live been on the air? Since the 70s, 75? So what? 75. So what, 35 years? Yeah, something like that. Something crazy. <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about. What you- 75? 75? Mm-hmm. Is that what you just said? That's yeah. what Lily said. Is that right? Yeah. 
Dude, I was born in 73. It's a lot more than that then. I'm 47 years old. If it came in on 75, it's 45 years. I mean, yeah. I knew it's 40, is that what it it's 40 I plus know. years. That's I, nice. I failed math. So. Aired on yeah. October 11th, 1975. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in 2005, it would have been 40 years. Yeah. Okay. I didn't do good in math either. Or 30 years. In 2015, <laughs> it would have been 40. Uh, whatever. Keith. A lot of years. <laughs> it's a lot of years. That's a lot. Just a whole bunch. A whole pile of years. What do you got, Keith? I'm going to go with Queen. Even though they're one of my favorite bands, I think Freddie Mercury uh, is the greatest rock and roll frontman of all time. I'll fly that flag till I die. Uh, but he, I, I think he had some throat problems. I was hearing about you know just watching this uh, this little behind the story on this. They did under pressure and crazy little thing, but he sounded great. The band tore it up, and I don't know how many times they were actually on SNL, but he's like I said he supposedly had some throat issues going on, and he still killed it. And Queen. Never disappoints, man. So there was like one that's that's one classic live version on SNL that Queen's come out and killed it. So I think he was, they were on there twice. Um, I definitely twice. remember the crazy little thing um, bit, and um, yeah, it was great. They sounded awesome, and and then Brian May plays a second guitar solo on it where he gets like the he goes from the rockabilly thing and he does like his actually Brian May type tone with the cranked up boxes and really wails for a bit at the end and it's just it's glorious <laughs> glorious it's absolutely <laughs> glorious there's a lot of bands that played on um saturday night live too that were terrible sounded absolutely awful did you know just com- like embarrassingly bad and i mentioned ashley simpson uh, yeah. in, in the introduction yeah but you don't have no goddamn business being on that stage in the first place who the hell is gonna buy that stuff in the first place she, sucks out, out. she shouldn't have been on there she's a bum I'm glad. If I ever seen her in a dark alley, I would probably shank her ass. Okay, so watch, watch, watch. In today's world, you got to watch saying stuff like that. So, um, next, uh, the person I'm going to talk I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> nobody's listening to this piece of crap podcast anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, get, the, get the FCC to find me. Maybe we'll get some more listeners FCC. next time. FCC. <laughs> um, oh, boy, I have somebody to talk about. But I'm going to talk about one of my favorite bands in the world, Spinal Tap. Nice. Spinal Tap came on and performed, and I believe it was before the actual movie came out. And the everybody went insane, including the producers of Saturday Night Live. They loved them. They asked the band to join the cast. Uh, <laughs> they were just they wanted the whole band. They were like, "We are going to put you guys in ske- sketches." We are like, "You guys are so good." Um, now they recognized that Harry Shearer. Um, uh, Michael McKean and um, I never know their names. Christopher Guest. They <laughs> knew that they came from acting, and they they came from comedy. And they knew that they could do the gig, and they would probably be the best thing that ever happened to Saturday Night Live. Um, but uh, Michael McKean could not do it. He had a prior commitment. He was doing at the time. He was also doing movies and all kinds of things. And uh, but Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer did join for a few months. And they're on about one season of it. They were very flattered and very excited to do it. Um, Michael McKean, though, many years later, ended up becoming the star of Saturday Night Live and was like kind of the lead guy for uh, an entire season as well. So he did get his chance a little bit later on. Um, But it introduced the world to Spinal Tap. And the rest, as they say, is history. (laughs) So um, let's, on that happy note, Let's play Shadows of the Cloud, and we're going to come back and talk about a whole bunch more, guys, okay? No FCC. (laughs) Hawk.
Rocket Hawk. Hawk's ready to you're getting, rock. Don't get, you're getting like the government trying to control me. You can't hold me down, man. I want, if I don't want to wear a mask, I ain't going to wear a mask. You hear me, Joe Biden? Masks. Oh! All right, I'm going to wear a Halloween mask. Here we go. Shadows of the Cloud Potion on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Shadows of the Cloud on the Lugini Rock and Roll Circus. 
please, guys, listen to me. If you're in a band, you're a musician, you're performing online these days, you need a guitar with a custom paint job on it if you're going to perform. So you want to go to wolfscustoms.online, talk to Chris Thunderwolf Dotson. They do all kind of stuff, hollow flash, all kind of cool crap. Check them out. Wolfscustoms.online. Shout out to Rock Rage Radio as well, rockrageradio.com. Download the app and listen to great rock and roll 24-7. Let's get back to it, guys. We are talking about the top 25 musical performances. <clears throat> uh, uh, the Ludini uh, Rock and Roll Circus opinion of that uh, today. So we just uh, we just were going around the room. I think it's Lily. We're back to Lily now. It's back to me. So I'm going to go with, and this is not a band I love. However, the performance was awesome. It's Nirvana in 1992. Uh, huge moment for grunge at the time. Um, they ended their performance with smashing everything in true rock tradition. Uh, they destroyed amps, guitars, gear after playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Lorne Michaels wised up to things like this, and he already knew this was going to happen, so he put cheaper stuff on the stage for them to destroy. Um, also, Kurt Cobain kissed all of his fellow bandmate, bandmates on the mouth just to make homophobes a little mad. So, Aww. you know. Because <laughs> that's just how he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was a real character. Yeah. 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 So what do you got, Keith? I got a 2000 Radiohead came on and played one song. Now, why do they only play one song? Is there some story behind that? Not really. I mean, I think they just kind of just wanted to do one tune. And it looked like during the entire performance, you ever look it up, it looks like Tom York's going to have a freaking seizure. I think people actually thought he was having a seizure. Apparently, the TV audiences were concerned. (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely uh, gyrating around and doing some definitely interesting moves. I didn't know, like, people could move like that. But, you know, that's... that's, uh, they did, like I said, they, had, they did one song, I think it was Idiotic from Kid A, and they were done. Yep. 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 And then he smashed the mic down on the stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In true Tom York fashion, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a rock star, man, you got to just bust something. You just break stuff. When, whenever, <laughs> break anybody stuff. who's ever had to buy a microphone would never drop a mic. <laughs> I, well, no, I, I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, I would never. I don't even like breaking drumsticks nowadays. <laughs> Um, fair, man. Th- this this is probably on one of you guys' lists, but I'm gonna steal it because this is like one of my favorite things. Uh, Elvis Costello was asked to come on, and he was told not to play Radio Radio. <laughs> oh, too late. Yeah. Yeah. So they started a song, and he turned around and stopped the band, and they played Radio Radio, <laughs> and he was never allowed to play Saturday Night Live ever again. Now. Um, not true. Funny. Well, let me finish. I'm gonna. Can I finish the story? He technically was not allowed to ever play again. However, fast forward many years later, the Beastie Boys got up and started playing Sabotage. Elvis Costello uh, uh, runs onto the stage. He's not still not supposed to be there, and they stopped. They they just reenacted that. They stopped and they ran into Radio Radio, and so it was like a great kind of bookend. Uh, Elvis Costello moment on I uh, uh, I'm sorry guys I know we're like primarily more on the hard rock heavy metal side of things but I have to say Elvis Costello is like one of my favorite people in music <laughs> and so I totally think this is freaking hilarious and great um, and so I just wanted to uh, throw that out there I had to throw it out there that's that's <laughs> on my list so anybody uh, who's next me him me me 
Uh, Prince, I didn't see this performance because it was in 81 and I was not born yet. Um, but I have watched it many times. He was 22 uh, at the time he was on SNL. Super energetic performance on stage with Party Up. Spinning, sliding, doing the whole Prince moves as he does. Uh, amazing guitar solo, ending the performance with slamming the mic down and storming off the stage. Uh, people were super blown away. The only thing to upstage him that night was that it's also the episode where Charles Rocket had his infamous F-bomb uttered on live TV. So, <laughs> two great things in one episode. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but I, I read that Prince wasn't even the main attraction. It was Todd Rundgren was the uh, main musical attraction that night. I did not read Prince, that part. <laughs> yeah, Prince just happened to be playing too. I don't know. They had two different two different acts. He came out and killed it, and Todd Rundgren played after that. Nice. Look, man, you never want to go on after Prince, man. <laughs> you can't. No, freaking way. Are you crazy? <laughs> He's too energetic. I mean, I, I mean, Todd is an amazing producer, songwriter. You know, has done amazing work in the music industry, but he's. I'm, Poor man, follow <laughs> freaking Prince. Like, uh. yeah, that was on. That was like on Ranker or something like that. So I mean, it's you know one of those things where I was surprised they actually had two different musical acts on for once. I wonder how. But that's not. Yeah, that's nineteen eighty eighty one. So I mean, it's. They, I don't know what they no, That was the thing about Saturday Night Live too. There was kind of like the format was loose. Mm-hmm. Like some bands would play one song. Sometimes they'd have two different people on. I mean, it was it was you know was whoever was in town and could do it, and they thought it would get ratings, they would have them on. They just made it work. They just made it work. <laughs> what you, who's next, Keith? Yeah, in 2004, U2 came on and rocked it, man. U2 is one of my... They're like one, it's one of the bands that I like. I think they're great. They write great songs, and a lot of people don't like, but that's why I think I like them more, because they're just one of them, one of them bands. I think just they write great, great songs, and when they play live, it's just... Follow it as a rock, man, and they come on do like you know beautiful day or whatever they're doing at the time and then come on. i think they've i don't know how many times they've been on there either i don't really count those but it's like 20 the, the 2004 uh appearance was one of those ones that stuck out to me all that you can't leave behind is a great album and um i love that record and i love that song uh that you just mentioned so i mean yeah way before that i think that i, I honestly think that one the joshua tree is one of the best records ever made it's, it's a great rock and roll record man that's just me. I could be wrong, but just why not don't we case. next month? Why don't we maybe consider talking about something like the Joshua Tree? Yeah, for their for second, our second, for our, for, for our uh, album album. You know, maybe maybe, maybe maybe that'd be a good one to do. Yeah, because I do. love that record too. That record was very important to me uh, in high school. Um, so I got to pick one. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, are you going to cry? Uh, okay, this is really corny, but Queens of the Stone Age, great rock and roll band, right? Killer. I, I like this one, though. Great rock and roll band. <laughs> but here's what made their performance special on Saturday Night Live. Will Ferrell came out and played cowbell with them. <laughs> okay. So, you know, more cowbell. <laughs> Which is a classic and actually funny sketch. Yeah, one of the SNL. few things that is like, you know, <laughs> like I said, you know, they're on, t- they're on they get, they, they do a 45 year. Uh, television show, and I got like maybe ten good things. When I discovered YouTube, I watched that cowbell sketch probably about a thousand times and laughed so hard each time I'm watching him do his dance with that. Christopher Walken <laughs> is on that too. Yep. <laughs> All right, AKA Bruce Dickinson. Did you? <laughs> that, that was his name in the sketch. Yep. Yeah. Remember did, that? Did you ever yeah. see the um, uh, the thing where Chris Christopher Walken reads the Three Little Pigs? 
Yes. <laughs> Did you ever say that? Pull it up on YouTube when you get a chance, Keith. It's good. Yeah, get a few drinks in you. You'll laugh your ass off. It's not Saturday Night Live, but it's funny. That's every day. <laughs> How's your quarantine going? Oh, I don't know. I'm so wasted. I don't know what was happening. I have no idea what day it is after that, man. I'm serious. I'm, I'm being completely serious. When I when this when this all happened, when this all you know goes go back to normal, I think I might be like the Charleston Heston or Will Will Smith. I might be the only man surviving because I just like I lay in this corner all day. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. The Omega Mans. When me and my sister, we were little kids, and we sat on TV, we had nightmares that scared the living crap out of us when we were little kids. Um, So, who's next? Me next. Me next. So we're gonna go with me Me next. Me next. We're gonna go. go Lily won't go next. Wow. Lily and her big booby want to go Ah, next. So we're gonna go Skid Row from 1991. This one's fun. We have it on our. I have it on mine too. Cool. You gonna cry? No. I'm excited. (laughs) This one's fun. because they were also part of one of the comedy sketches, Sebastian Bach and Adam Sandler, as Adam Sandler was Axl Rose, performed ABCs, an ABCs duet for like a kids album, in a like sort of a commercial thing. It was a kind of Guns and Roses parody, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, for it's called Kitty Metal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then the band goes on to perform Monkey Business, and uh, this was when Sebastian's voice was still in you know top notch form, so they sounded fantastic. Um, it was the beginning of the career. They all sound actually the whole band sounded. Wonderful. Um, the second out, actually, they promised a mellow song that night and played Monkey Business, which is obviously one of their more hard songs. It's pretty mellow, yeah. <laughs> uh, off their second album, uh, which was more what they wanted to do instead of the sugar that they had in the first album. But they, uh, yeah, they they killed it, I think. And it's, it's fun that when they, it's fun when they have the musical guests do a sketch. I think that makes it more interesting. That it's, makes me want to watch. It's good when they can do it. Yeah, some of them can't do it really well, you know. <laughs> It's very awkward. Um, in a van down by the river. <laughs> That's a, a, one of the few that are pretty good. Um, and anything I think with Eddie Murphy was was good. Legit. You know. I'm buckwheat damage. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. Booking by nub and all the bomb pavement. Booking by nub. I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you guys. There was gum, actually Gumby. I'm Gumby Dammit. That was Gumby. He did Gumby great too. I'm Gumby Dammit. <laughs> Gumby Dammit. He used to, he used to smoke the cigar when he was Gumby. <laughs> he was in green face. <laughs> yeah. Lou, what did you say, man? We're in, we're in hey, 2020. Green lives matter. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Wait till they come down and out of the space and suck your brain out. <laughs> Okay, let's take a break. Sick. And Lily, who's watching? What's going on in, in um, Internet Land? We've got Chris Thunderwolf Dodson and Raven uh, watching Bill Damiano. Bill. Tuck, Tuck Shepard's watching tonight. Uh, and Tim Paul on Rock Rage Live. You guys are the greatest. <laughs> you are the coolest people I have ever known. I Let me see what's on the inner... Who's hanging out on the inner circle? I wish more people would listen. <laughs> I thought that was something I clicked on the internet. I was going, it sounded oh, crap. It sounded legit, right? <laughs> oh, crap, I clicked something I shouldn't have clicked. Don't ever listen to me anymore. <laughs> uh, Next weekend's my sister's wedding. I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> I think Eric and I are going to crash that bitch. Do, well, you were invited. No, she we're doesn't gonna, care. No, I like the idea of us crashing. All right, well, then you're going to crash the wedding. We're going to be wedding crashers. 
Who was in yeah. that movie? Will Will Smith? Not Will Smith wasn't in that. No. Oh, that was Will that Ferrell. Vince Vaughn. It was that no, was Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Yeah. I know somebody. Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell was in the movie though for five minutes. Uh, Anthony mm-hmm. Lamond. Stop. Looking for the meatloaf. Todd Kane. Where, no, Beth Petternell tonight? Where maybe, you at, Beth? Maybe she took a nap like I did. Hey, that's what there. I say to Todd Kane right there. Thank you for your service, Holmes. <laughs> we also have uh, Melissa Trumbly watching on my end. She's Melissa, a new watcher. Melissa. <laughs> Sweet really? Melissa. Okay, um, so. who's I have my last try. Who's going next? Dave. <laughs> Uh, Keith, Honestly, no, I don't even have any more. I'm, I'm serious. I don't what? even know where you found all these. I have Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam did a good job on there for a while. They probably sounded loud and sloppy like Pearl Jam does, but that's what makes Pearl Jam Pearl Jam. They were on there. I think they did Jeremy and something else. I honestly have no other ones on my list. So you guys are going to have to carry it. I'm pretty heavy, so you're gonna have to, your back is going to hurt. So you're going to have to carry the rest of the show. I got one. I Go got it. one. Do it. I'm going to talk about uh, Metallica. It took them a while to get on. They were supposed to be on in 89, earlier, in the 80s. I think 80 they, something. They were supposed to be on, I believe, during the end, Justice for All era. Okay. And uh, James Hetfield had hurt himself in a skateboarding accident. Yes. Yeah, so what kind of grown man hurts himself skateboarding? I don't know. I know two of them. So, But I, I anyway, so they couldn't just so got canceled or whatever. So many years. So this is like the load, reload era. They get on. <clears throat> they play uh, Fuel, Give Me Fuel, Give Me Fire, yeah. and they play uh, Memory Remains. Marianne Faithful actually is at the gig, and she does sing on Memory Remains. That's cool. And they're introduced, get this, by <laughs> Nathan Lane. Of all people. <laughs> of all people. <laughs> wow. That's freaking awesome. That's the cool. That is something kind of cool about this. I've got another one on my list too, where it's somebody who's like kind of non sequitur, kind of like out of out of rock and roll, kind of introduces somebody. We talk about Steve Forbes and Rage Against the Machine. There's a couple things that happen like that. So, who do you got next? Lily? Um, this one isn't rock, but it's a real controversial episode that I love to watch over and over again. It's Shinehead. Shin- yeah, Sinead O'Connor. Shinehead from '92. Give me some Shinehead. Um, Probably not one of the best performances, but one of the most memorable. Uh, she performed uh, an acapella version of Bob Barley's War. Uh, she changed the lyric, fight racial injustice with fight sexual abuse. At the end of it, she tore up a photo of John Paul II, and people went insane over this whole thing. They had over 4,000 calls to NBC complaining about it, and basically crucified her, and that was the end of her career. So, <laughs> interesting things she did there. If she would tear up a picture of the Pope today, would it matter? She would be a hero. Yeah. The well, thing is, after that, Frank Sinatra said he'd like to punch that bald broad in the face. <laughs> I like to punch that bald broad in the face. He did say that's exactly what he said. That's a total quote from Frank, because you know he got a freaking glass of scotch in his hand, he got a cigarette in the other hand, he's like, she ripped up that picture of the Pope? I'd like to punch that bald broad in the face. <laughs> Um, and that's a direct quote. Uh, corn played. Serious. Corn played, kind of like a little beyond past their heyday. Head was no longer in the band by the okay. time they got on the. Wait, 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 hold on for a minute. Corn had a heyday. 
Oh, yeah, they won you know what I mean? They, they were like, they were big for a little while. And um, I like their first album. Their well, first and, album you know, was hey, good. Dude, they did the theme song to, uh, to uh, South Park. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, they, were, they were a force to be reckoned with. But um, it was kind of interesting. Friends? They came on it, and they were introduced by, and you can watch the video. It's very kind of awkward. One of the Desperate Housewives <laughs> chicks nice. introduces them. And it's like, um, like she's like, I don't know who Now, once again, corn. <laughs> and you can tell she's going like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. You so. spelled it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> corn? I can't read the mon- the, the, the teleprompter. <laughs> um, you got another one, Lily? I got Faith No More. Uh, uh, yeah, cool. Mine too. But 1990. Yeah, it's cool. uh, Mike Patton's energy on the stage was incredible. Uh, he was headbanging so much that he almost fell right into the drums. Um, never missed a beat. Sounded on point, just like they do on the album. Performed two songs, The Real Thing. Uh, from the real thing, epic, and from out of nowhere. Um, at the end of out of nowhere, Mike puts a, Mike puts the mic through the drum head. Uh, the only thing lacking was his red and white Minnie Mouse pants that he was wearing on stage that night. Kind of freaked me. He up. climbed the rafters yeah, during epic, that too. <clears throat> and it was epic. <laughs> it was epic. He's a great. He's a great front man. That's a good band. I've seen them from Metallica and Guns N' Roses. They were killing man. It yeah, was torn down right in Three River Stadium, all places. Wow. Nice. Yeah, they have reunited. Yeah, I, they, I was supposed to go to their show this summer. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were one of those bands that was touring again. I got another one. I'm just pull out of my keister. Nice. Pull it out. Which, which, which we have forgotten about. Which a cast members themselves played these guys, the Blues Brothers. How can we forget oh, those guys? Yeah. Come on. They were on my list at number eight. <laughs> I mean, they actually can sing and play, and they had you know basically Booker T and MGs backing them up. So I mean, it's pretty good, right? That was the first yeah. sketch to make a movie off of SNL. Yeah, not 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 too shabby as a backing band, and uh, those guys could actually sing and play, and uh, they and their the dancing is hysterical. Oh yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> go from nothing to that. And I mean, for do. being a bigger guy, John Belushi can do a cartwheel like a mofo boy. Right? That's all I can say. <laughs> Good stuff. I love the Blues Brothers. Great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great. I mean, the soundtrack's awesome. The movie's amazing. Uh, and those two guys, they made those that character. Those characters were were the real deal, man. I mean, they weren't like it wasn't like they were up there lip syncing or something. They were doing it. You know, got to respect that. You know, I mean, you don't have to respect Ashley Simpson unless you want to. But I mean, the Blue Brothers, yeah. Um, she also wasn't singing. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't doing nothing but no. doing a hoedown or a jig or whatever she was doing. Yeah, she was uh, riding on her sister's coattails. That's what she was trying to do. A uh, couple of uh, honorable mentions here. I want to talk about System of a Down playing BYOB. What's kind of memorable about this? Well, first of all, they sounded good. They, they kicked ass. Um, but what's kind of interesting about this is they the producers knew that there's like a lot of dirty words were happening. So they had their fingers on the mute button. <laughs> you know, they were like, they, they were they, ready. They were, they had the situation in control, but they got thrown off at the end when the singer yelled out F yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it made it onto the air. So that was one of those like, whoops. Uh, whoops. Oh, geez. I mean, you know, it's a shame. They've been censoring musical on talk shows or, you know, for years. I mean, Ed Sullivan tried to censor Jim Morrison. Didn't happen. You know, it's just. Well, I mean, the F word at the time was a no, no. Now, uh, I believe after a certain time at night, right? You're allowed um, to say it. Yeah. Everything is being allowed to be. I was watching uh, some show. I was 
that was a regular network show. I was watching it on like cable. I'm on cable on streaming, mm -hmm. and I was like, we're cursing. I'm like, what? This is on regular TV. Like, yep. <laughs> they so, can get away with it now. Yeah, it's, yeah, man. I mean, Ed Sullivan doesn't even want the doors to say higher on TV. So I mean, that's, that's going to show you where it started and where it went from. And it, that, that probably probably got worse after over the years. Told the you Stones, know? you have to sing. Let's spend some time together. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and it's, it was a different era. You know what I mean? And we have now we have gone to like you know. What are we going to have next? The, like full sex shows right on TV. Well, have you guys heard that song by Cardi B? No, I don't know. WAP. 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 What's that stand for? What, hey, Lou, what's that stand for? Tell Wet us. ass pussy. That's right. I don't listen to that yeah, nonsense. Yeah, and she, then, she, she just interviewed Joe Biden. I know. I'm just going to bring that. She had, what the hell does she have to do with freaking interviewing a guy that might be president? Who knows? I mean, but still, what the, what interviewing skills does she have? That's what how f up this country is. Where freaking Cardi B is interviewing Joe freaking Biden. Man. Oh my god! I've had enough. Oh, stick a fork in me. I'm done. This country is just, just it gets funnier and funnier every day. It's like you still can't the, make the shit. Still the greatest country in the world, but it gets funnier and funnier. It's just a little bit more funny every day. <laughs> it's you, like a comedy sketch. On whether you like a couple of things, a couple of sort of honorable mentions here, real quick. Lincoln Park played twice uh, in 07 and uh, 11, both very good performances. Um, Rollins Band. Performed. This was what's kind of interesting. They sounded good and everything. What was kind of interesting about the episode was Pam Anderson was guest hosting, and Tommy and Tommy Lee showed up and did a, was on a couple of sketches. And this was during the era when the sex tape was out and everything. So that's what kind of what made their sort of performance. You know, kind of like they got to be in on that whole uh, that 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 whole situation there. Uh, is there anything you want to add, Lily? Or uh, no, I'm good. Nope, I, I got good? all the ones I wanted. Um, I just want to, uh, I hate to kind of end on the bummer, but there's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, Peter Frederick Way, also known as Pete Way, uh, English hard rock and heavy metal bass player, bassist for the band UFO, 1968 to 92. Way rejoined in uh, 98, I mean, excuse, 88 to 89. And then eventually the band got back together, right, Lily? Mm -hmm. And they were doing a big sort of reunion. They were like, let's go out and do one last blast, you know. Um, <clears throat> Too Hot to Handle, big songs. Uh, they have a legendary live album that's on a lot of people's lists of, like, greatest hard rock live albums of all time. Uh, passed away this week. I'm very sad. August 14th. Um, just broke my heart when I heard it because uh, just a very energetic guy, very... Uh, Devoted to great rock and roll. Fast Way, Say What You Will is still one of my favorite riffs to play <clears throat> uh, on guitar. And so broke my heart to hear that. And uh, so rest in peace, my friend, Mr. Pete Way. Also, a shout out to Julian Bream, who passed away the same day. A classical, virtuoso classical guitarist. Um... Uh, one of the most distinguished classical guitarists of the 20th century played a significant role in proving a public perception of the classical guitar as a respectable instrument over the course of a career that spanned more than half a century. Um, so he also got people interested in the lute, but uh, Julian was on a lot of people's uh, lists. A lot of rock guitar players, of course, you know, influenced by classical music, you know, loved him and Segovia and people like that. So I just wanted to kind of like mention that. Um, do yourself a favor. If you're not familiar with uh, Fast Way or UFO, check them out. Fun, great rock and roll. Just, just straight up rock and roll. Check them out. Um, 
Been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs> We're having a good time tonight, man. Saturday Night Live. From you, love. Oh, sing along now. <laughs> we're, I told Lily last week, like, we should do a show where we have to, we do like opera. We have to sing everything we say to each other. Nope. Oh, Keith, did you see Metallica on Saturday Night Live? I will be like that. napping that day. <laughs> For real. I see a little bit silhouette of a man. Everybody, come on. Now. Got the moosh, got the moosh. Can you do the fandango? And I'm on a lightning, Who is Galileo anyway? No. <laughs> I, I do teach voice, so there you are. Galileo. <laughs> can, you t- can you teach me the Galileo part? Galileo. Galileo. Can we over it up at 27 times? All right, all right, I'm done with that. So go to Lud- go here. Hey, hey, check us out at lulombardirocks.com. Um, there's all kind of cool stuff, including a really awesome guitar giveaway that we're going to be doing in September. What? So, oh, yeah, I got a guitar. We're going to be giving away. I got to give me one of those. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Keith, if you win the guitar, dude, I think people are going to say the fix is in. I'm actually going to do put it right on eBay, and then we're going to get some <laughs> serious bread for it. And I'm not going to give you any of it. Wow. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, so we have a lot of cool stuff going on, giveaways and stuff like that. It also gets you admittance to uh, our inner circle group, where there's a lot of cool people hanging out, and we're always talking about music and stuff like that. So it's very cool. If you are uh, tired of uh, politics and and uh, woke, woke politics <laughs> and the COVID and all that, go to LulombardiRocks.com. You get into our inner circle, and it's just all about great music 24-7. <clears throat> uh, Lily, uh, tell us about you have a show. I have a show on uh, Thursdays, uh, Rock Rage Radio. It's called Hot Licks with Lily 6. Uh, you can download the app, Rock Rage Radio, or just uh, go to RockRageRadio.com. I'm doing a lot of, of interviews of... Uh, porn stars. Porn stars. No, bands. Not mainstream yet. <laughs> Hopefully someday. And Keith, what are you going on doing other than sitting around and drinking and playing drums all day? That's it, buddy. Living the dream. <laughs> um, no, I have, I have gigs, actually. I have gigs on the... Uh, Good. What's next? Uh, the 29th. I have gigs on the September 7th, Labor Day. And I'm across my fingers. Those go down because they're in Mississippi and you never know what's going on in Mississippi. Yeah. What happens in Mississippi? New Orleans ain't got... Mississippi. <laughs> nada going on. Zero. This is the first time Nothing. you can t- get to go drinks everywhere else, but there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that makes a lot of damn sense, you right? know what I mean? Uh, well, I hope whatever you guys end up doing, you know, you go to a neighboring state where you can get fucked up or go hear a band. That's what we do here in Pennsylvania. We just either go to Ohio or West Virginia and you can do whatever you want. Or you visit your neighbor. <clears throat> or you go to a speakeasy. If you want to know the name of a good speakeasy, just send me a private I might, message. I, I might actually start one of them in, in my house. <laughs> but uh, we have Lily Fest coming up in November. Yes. Lily Fest. Uh, what the hell date is that even? November 2nd. What is that? Get it's November 6th. <laughs> it's the beginning of November. It's November 5th, 6th, and 7th. It's a three-day event uh, showcasing my 200th show on Rock Rage Radio. And it's all bands that have either been on my show or I've interviewed or I hang out with or what have you. <laughs> you need three days before that rack. That's sure what, that's what it's going do. <laughs> We're enough photographers and food and vendors and special drinks and all the things. 
<laughs> and all the things. All the things. Orgies in the back, you know. Lily, you're not wearing anything too revealing tonight. I'm impressed. Not today. Well, I was napping and had to throw something on. <laughs> That's what Although happened. I did see like the bra or something yeah. coming out through the yeah, sides. Yeah, it's my red bra. Those things just, those wagons just cannot be reined in. That's the problem. Uh, all right, guys. It was Never been, mind. It, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been nice. And it's been real nice. But it hasn't nice. been real nice. But it hasn't been real nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, please send, if you have any uh, complaints, please send a, a self abuse stomped antelope. To the trash can. The trash can. <laughs> the round file. <laughs> care of care of Jimmy Crenn. Send it right to Governor Wolf's <laughs> office. Yes. And please put some and shit. And tell him in to it. kiss kiss your ass. Yeah. Put put some shit in that envelope as well. You know what I mean? You know. All right, guys. We're gonna get back in business here next week. Where uh, what are we? I tell you what. We're gonna hang out for a few minutes and just kind of wrap. Figure out what we're gonna talk about next week. If you want to hang, get in on that, go to LulambardiRocks.com. We started the show with Dead Man's Whiskey. We played Shadows of the Cloud. And this is a song that Keith and I worked on together. Yay. So you guys have a uh, great week. We'll talk to you on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.